Shalom, shalom. Welcome to the upper room. Shalom. Um, my name's Darren. I'll be your host. Um, if you're new around here, um, this is an area in which we can get into biblical topics. We can loosen bind scripture and that we can, um, yeah, dive deep in, in the areas in which we find ourselves following our Messiah, Yeshua. Um, if you've not already, head over to the Almond House YouTube channel uh, where we go through from uh, Genesis to Revelation and we find Yeshua on every page. Um, that's where you'll find your teachings, your edification, and uh, all of the good stuff there. Uh, in the meantime, if you haven't already, like, subscribe, share, do all that good stuff for us. That would be greatly appreciated. Um, but in the meantime, um, I'm joined by my lovely guest, Emma. Shalom. Shalom. Um, now, today's uh, subject, uh, again, it's not a new subject. It's a very deep and nuanced subject in a sense that there's many different perspectives and there's um, I'm just going to concede defeat on this already because we can't possibly cover all of the areas within uh, within one conversation. Um, God willing, we can cover different perspectives with regards to uh, all of the areas. Um, but in the meantime, I'm just going to start with uh, th this scripture. Um, it's uh, Proverbs 22.6. Um, Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. So we are going to be looking at the topic of homeschooling. And uh, with Emma, we're going to be looking at it from the perspective of somebody who has been homeschooled and all of the experiences, uh, positive and negative, with regards to that. So, um, yeah, shalom, Emma. Welcome to the upper room. Shalom, Darren. It's, uh, it's great to have you. I think it's... Um, uh, I think it's fair to say you haven't come directly from the States just for the podcast. <laughs> um, but it's great to have you here. And uh, yeah, I really look forward to getting into it with you. So um, yeah, if you could just uh, kick off with um, maybe just a little bit about your background, where you're from, um, what your family life looks like, and just a backdrop in terms of your, your uh, experience with homeschooling. Sure. Yeah, so... Um I'm from southern Indiana, and I've grown up with my family. I have an older sister, and I have two older brothers. And uh, my sister actually began public school. She went to kindergarten, but that was it. And after that, my mom just decided, no, I want to pull the kids, and I want to just do it myself. So she had two more boys and then me, and she just homeschooled us all the way, almost all the way, but we can get into that later. Um, yeah, no, that's, that, that's awesome. Yeah. So your sister was, was the, was the first, was she, the, she's the eldest and she was the first one to, yeah. she was the guinea pig basically. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and so she'd already had some experience within public school and then pulled the plug and then. Yes. Um, with, re with regards to that, so obviously we're going to be tackling this from a biblical perspective uh, in terms of, um, as believers, does that change our, our attitudes and um, our, our, our opinions with regards to how we school our children? So uh, are you aware or do you know, was there, a, was there a biblical backdrop to the reasoning behind the, the pulling of the children or was it, was it something your mum wanted to own a bit more or was it just... Uh, it's just something that she, she felt like she wanted to do. 
Yeah, um, I think it was a mix of things. I think primarily she was concerned with us just having an education that was in accordance with the Word of God. And, you know, when you homeschool your own kids, you just you know where they're at. You don't have to worry about um, any agendas or, you know, materials that are pointing away from God if you're just doing it yourself. So I think mainly mom was concerned with giving us a good biblical education. Um, but I think part of it was just also her wanting to make the most of our time and um, just enjoying being with us because she was in the position that we could do that financially. Yeah. Um, you know, not everybody can afford to homeschool, frankly. So since we were in the position that we could, she just wanted that time with us as well. So a mix. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, you've already mentioned like quite a few variables to uh, a background in terms of the whys and wherefores and how you can you can homeschool. <laughs> now, I, I think it's it's important to 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 um, illustrate the heart of this conversation in terms of uh, how this ties into previous conversations we've had uh, w- within the show and the podcast in terms of vision. So I think when we're looking at the vision for um, a married biblical life, uh, family in accordance to to, to Yah's ways, um, I think is the most the, the more information we can get in terms of what uh, that vision looks like, uh, what success looks like, uh, it is great because it can enable and, and build and encourage others to 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 know what's involved and and to have something to aspire to. Um, so, uh, with that being said, um, that that vision I think is really important for aspiring couples. Um, uh, so, what are your expectations in terms of um, what you would do with your children? Would you would you be prepared to let them go into public school? Do you have homeschool and aspirations? If it is the latter, then what do we need to do in terms of um, creating a foundation to make that happen? You know, what's the the financial implications? What does the day-to-day look like? Who's going to be doing the teaching? So I think the logistics and the pragmatic approach to what that looks like is uh, a really important uh, element. So with that being said, what was the day-to-day like? Who did the teaching and 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 was there, a, you know, did you have like a curriculum to follow? Did you have like lessons or was it more on the fly? Like, just just tell me about your experience with that, really. Yeah, sure. Um, so just kind of an overview of how it looked for us was that my mom did the teaching. I think this is different for different families, you know. Sometimes the mom does it. I've seen families where the dad actually does it and the mom works or even grandparents do the teaching. So, I mean... There's lots of different ways to do it. For us, it was my mom teaching us. Um, and yeah, we just each had a little, we each had a little desk. We each had our books. And um, I guess mainly for curriculum, we used a curriculum called Bob Jones University. And it was, I would like highly recommend that for anybody that's looking for homeschooling material because it just covers like all kinds of subjects, all kinds of grade levels. So we used a lot of that. Um, we mixed it with um, other materials too. It just depends on, you know, what's best for the child, what's um, good for the for the year, for the subject. Sometimes even the single concept. Um, so a mix of materials. Um, we each had our little. Is this like kind of 
what you were asking about. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, no, this is this is this is bang on, like literally the details, because like in my head, I'm already thinking, right, so you're you've obviously been like you're born into this as such, you don't know any different. Yeah. But in my head, I'm thinking, right, so I'm waking out of bed and is it like, oh, I'm going to school now? And then I just walk into the living room. <laughs> like, so do, do you know what I mean? And like that holistic approach to, to family, you know, it, it's like yeah. there's no there's no change, there's no difference between your family life and your education. Yeah. So, that I, yeah, so all those details are like really cool yeah. to like know. So if you really want the details, for us, it was like, um, we'd get up in the morning about like seven o'clock. We'd have a half hour to kind of wake up and like watch the news and whatever, just kind of wake up and get ready for the day. We'd go feed the animals. So we had like chores and things. And then we'd usually start with like a Bible study, which was great. I think that was, um, looking back, that was really special to me. Um, so just the four of us and my mom, we would do a little Bible study and then we'd get started from like eight all the way till three thirty was usually how long our day lasted. We each had like a little schedule book with like seven or eight subjects to cover each day. And at, when we were younger, obviously my mom would schedule that for us for the week. Um, but as we got older, we kind of learned to schedule ourselves, which I think is a really cool perk about homeschooling is like mm. you if it's done right you really learn to like be independent and organize and um you know a lot of like self-regulated learning skills in it um so yeah we would just go through those subjects each day um and then yeah that was pretty much just what a day looked like and in the evenings we would just we wouldn't have any homework, right? You know, like right, yeah, mom's yeah. not gonna send me home with <laughs> homework at home. So that's that's a massive perk. I'll take that anyway. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, we just have time to like go outside and play with each other, or play with the neighbors, church friends, or whoever. Um, and I think that's another really big advantage to homeschooling is like because you don't spend every evening doing homework and things like that. You have a lot of like family time, yeah. and. Um, and just to explore your own interests and things like that. So that's like an overall view of what homeschooling would look like for us. Okay, cool. So with regards to, uh, you know, just take like the subjects, for example. Was it a case where like, I mean, this is why I'm saying like this is a really like deep and nuanced conversation because you can just keep going and going. So, for example, with, with your mum, she set the, um, uh, the, the, the subjects initially. So was it a case where she was she was like, say for example, like, I don't know, I, I'm terrible at maths, and like I I need to work on maths, but I'm maybe, I don't know. The question is, what was the what were the subjects? Was it like you were doing all the normal subjects that you're doing within like a, a school environment? So you got your your free hours, your reading, your writing, your arithmetic, mm-hmm. um, and then geography and all the rest of it. Yeah. Did you start off with that? And then was it like you say it was whittled down in terms of your skills and preference? Um, f- I wouldn't say we really. So like at the beginning, yeah, um, it was just like all the regular subjects. We had like spelling, we had some word work, we had writing, reading, math, science, history. Um, we did music and then we had like 30 minutes of free reading every day where we would just like fly through chapter books that like were of our own interest that we chose. 
So that's like what it looked like for all those beginning years. Um, when we got older, we didn't really, we didn't really narrow in on any particular interests, but I think that is an advantage to homeschooling should a child take interest in something. We didn't do that, but um, you could if you were, like, interested in science particularly or math particularly or, like, technology or whatever. Like, you could – that that would be a good thing about homeschooling is that you could go ahead and get started on, like, really focusing in on those skills and, you know, maybe develop that into a career. Um, for us personally, we didn't do that. We just kind of went through the regular, like, high school years. For us, it's high school, but – Right, so um, – with that, yeah. you've got um, so from my uh, my knowledge of, of American high school is probably based on like TV shows and movies. <laughs> so how accurate it is is like up for debate. But I presume it's like you've got that graduation like process. You graduate each year, mm-hmm. is that right? Yeah. Into the next grade, and then obviously depending on your performance and your grades will dictate. Right. So did you still have that premise to what you were doing each year, or was it just like your mum's like, well, you passed, you passed, <laughs> like you're flying colours or do you know what I mean? Was there like a, a, a say, for example, you're in a, a secular school and you go through the grade process and you're aiming to go to college and whatever. Mm-hmm. Was that still like the framework or was it just literally like as you went each year, you well, switched it up? When you have like when you're working with a curriculum, you still have quizzes and you still have tests and things like that. So there's still, you know, just like in regular school, you would just go through the assessments and things like that if you miss if you misunderstood some things or you need to work on certain areas like you can still work on those on those skills before moving on um so yeah for I think this I don't know a lot about this but like in different states some states require like proof of of kids like passing or or what they're being taught and things like that for my state, particularly Indiana, we didn't have to, like, prove anything that we were um, passing certain things or anything. Like, we just did homeschooling, and then I went straight into college, and I believe I had to test into, like, for them to place me in a math course and things like that to get started in college because right. I didn't have, like, a, an SAT score or some kind of record for them to look at. But, yeah, I mean, you just still progress the way you would in in secular school okay that's cool and i think it's important to note at this point as you mentioned there about how it differs from state to state now obviously we're speaking about your experience um in particular but uh again it's important to say that this is going to vary uh from state to state from country to country in terms of legislation so this is not you know the the be all and end all of how the format works Mm -hmm. again within the upper room we always uh advocate research and 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 searching things out uh for yourselves and uh because uh, it may be different depending on what jurisdictions what the legislation is and um and also it's really important to reiterate that there are many different um motivations uh for for doing this and and pursuing it it could be it could be for religious uh reasons it could be um for, uh, for for any any multitude of reasons um uh, and again, I think it's it's important because, you know, it's it's easy to. We'll just get right into it. I think it's easy to say that that, that there's a, an agenda or, or or a satanic 
uh, programming that's prevalent in secular <laughs> schools, which, uh, again, that, that's a long, long debate and conversation in itself. Um, but uh, aside from that, as believers, I think it's important that we're not operating from the spirit of fear, that we're operating from um, the, the, the tools and the resources that the Lord's given us. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's really important that we should, uh, we should focus on those things. Of course, we can get into the agendas and the programming that's, that's, that's there because it's, it's prevalent, and particularly in this generation. Um, it's, it's a really important uh, conversation to have. Um, now, with that being said, if I just rewind a little bit, did your mum have any teaching experience prior to going into this, or was she just like straight in there? She just jumped right in. Straight in. <laughs> wow. Okay. So she had no experience. She was obviously led to to do this, and she found a way. So mm-hmm. uh, there's hope for us. Uh, like I said, I'm I'm useless at math, so there's no way I'm going to be teaching any child math because uh, that is not going to go down well. But um, okay. You know, with, with that being said, if you could just uh, give us a bit of background in terms of like. What was your home set up? Because uh, is it like a full homestead or is it just like a farmy environment you were in? Um, we had we had some am- animals just for fun, not like farming for an income or anything like that, just like a hobby farm, I guess. We had some animals to keep, but um, yeah, that's all. Okay, so because um, again, if you look at the statistics with regards to homeschooling, it's, it's like a 50-50 split in terms of there's city folks doing it, there's uh, uh, rural folks doing it. Um, there is uh, quite a wide uh, demographic in terms of the people that are, are heading towards it. Now, again, statistically, um, there is an increase uh, in terms of homeschooling, um, particularly with the Rona over the last couple of years. People are just you know, finding themselves in that situation. Um, so there is an increase, uh, generally speaking. Um, but, but as I said, I... I I think as a body, it's important that we don't run to that option in a panic because <coughs> because of things that are taking taking precedent in in school. So, um, okay, um, what did you find in terms of like the balance, like as a kid growing up? Um, h- how were you able to integrate with other children, like in in your community, whether it's like the church or whether it's uh, just just the other kids, because. Again, some t- I think in my in my head I consider this element of being sheltered, mm-hmm. and then being let let out into the big bad world, and you're like, oh crikey, what's <laughs> what's, what's going on? You know what I mean? So, h- how was that experience for you? Yeah, um, it's definitely an important thing to consider if you're going to homeschool kids, because obviously we do need social interaction, and if you're at home all day, you're not. I mean, you can have your siblings, but you're not going to get the same social interaction that you would if you're going to school. So for us, we we had a church, so mainly our social group was our church friends. Um, but outside of that, we had we had a weekly like Bible study we went to where we knew some other children. We also had neighbors nearby, just like in the country area we lived in. Um, we'd spend a lot of time with them. And then, of course, we had, um, we were in 4-H club. Um, and so we had friends there, and we had music lessons. So we had, like, a few things going on outside of that, which I think is really important. If you, Like I said, if you're going to homeschool, like, you need to make sure your kids have some social experiences because, um, yeah, 
<laughs> now, with regards to your family and social experiences, um, if you'd have left me and my brother at home for an extended period of time, <laughs> then uh, uh, all hell's going to be breaking loose for want of a better description. But um, for yourselves, how does it impact? We spoke about... Um, touched on the, the holistic approach to family and, and, and education. How, how do you feel that approach to your family as a unit and the cohesion and and, uh, and, and that kind of, that stuff? It, yeah, because uh, I, I, I was raised in pretty much the opposite, uh, you know, completely secular, single-parent household. So that seems really far removed from me, but I would aspire to be um, a part of that, you know, looking forward. So, so how did that impact your family and... How do other people see that when they when they see you guys together? Mm. Yeah, um, I think homeschooling made all the difference for me and my family because if you look at if you look at like your regular children going to secular school, they spend a lot of their time in the week with not their family. They're with other children all day. They're with their teacher all day. And then who knows what they've got going on in the evening where they're also not with their family, mm -hmm. extracurricular activities and things like that. And so I generally find that between those families and homeschooling families, the siblings are a lot closer. Um, the families are just a lot closer in general, at least from what I've seen. I'm, I can't generalize everybody, you know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't for a second say that you're you're the definitive authority on all things homeschooling in yeah. America, but you're the closest <laughs> thing I've got, so we'll go with that. Yeah, but um, I, I, I think homeschooling really did help us stay tight as a family. Um, just share, like, doing the Bible study in the morning, um, just going through the learning process with each other, spending the evenings together. Um, so yeah, even today when, even today, my siblings and I, we're all adults now, but we're like super close and I, I really do credit it to the homeschooling situation. Mm. Um, just because we've gone through it together. And so we just have a really tight bond to this day. I love that. That's really cool. Um, uh, again, it's having that, uh, holistic approach. I, I don't know why I keep saying holistic because <laughs> that's, you know, a biblical approach, uh, would be more appropriate um we had a brief conversation earlier and you know for those watching now we, we're just coming off the back of our shabbat uh, gathering um and we were discussing you know i was looking at the 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 evangelical side to our faith so a lot of our uh, evangelical aspirations as believers can be um uh can be uh, very external we're looking to go out and make new converts and bring people to the faith in varying different degrees and praise God for that. Um, however, if you look at um, the principle of evangelizing to your family, um, when I say evangelize, I don't mean like you're preaching the gospel <laughs> at breakfast table, but, you know, walking out the, the gospel, walking out the Torah uh, within the family environment. If you look at it in terms of a retention of, of people uh, within the faith, so I think again, don't quote me on the statistic, but the amount of Christian children that come away from the faith when they hit their teen years uh, is, is, is really quite high. Um, and I believe because the, the fullness of the, the, the scroll, the fullness of the Torah maybe isn't being teached and, 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 and uh, walked out by the parents. However, if you have a family that's cohesive in that, you're able to retain <laughs> and, and have that uh, love and that, um, 
that bonding within the family unit. So by default, um, the body grows because if you look at many different um, branches of faiths, so whether it's the Amish, whether it's the Hasidic, whether it's Muslims, they have a, a retention of the faith through their families because the, the family unit is cohesive. So, so would you say that that experience that you had, um, you were able to have that bond and have that um, foundation to, for, that, for that relationship both for yourself in the Lord and, and together? Did, did that make like a big difference for you, do you think? Sorry, that was a really long way of saying having a biblical foundation to, to, your, to your home, does that make a big difference for your relationship moving forward, would you say? Yeah, I would say so, definitely. Um, you know, that scripture you quoted at the beginning about teaching a child the way he should go and he won't depart from it later, I think that's everything because children are just, like, so impressionable and all their first experiences are just shaping their view of the world and their understanding of what's right and what's wrong. Um, and so I think definitely having been... I guess not everybody homeschooling is religious, but, you know, in my personal experience with my mom, making sure that we had that time every day to focus on the word um, and pray and and all that sort of thing, I think that definitely gave me a solid foundation in my faith, for sure. I love that. What, just in terms of, like, your routine in the day or, or, or what you're actually being taught? So was it, was it the routine of, of, say, studying your Bible in the morning was it was it the routine that helped you as you as you grew up to, yeah. to stick to those principles? Yeah, definitely, I would say so. Okay, cool. Um, now, with that being said, would you would, would you say or would you agree that homeschooling overall gives a better opportunity to maintain biblical principles uh, within within a family? I would say so. Yeah, I. I I believe so. Um, you know, as as believers, we talk about the Shema a lot, and part of the Shema is that you speak of the word diligent or teach the word diligently to your children and speak of it when you walk and when you lie down and when you rise up and all that sort of thing. Um, I did not. I butchered saying that. No, no, I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I'm king of the paraphrase when it comes to <laughs> scripture on on here, so don't don't worry about that. That's um, fine. Uh, so we're saying about um, <laughs> maintaining no other biblical principles uh, uh, more advantageous within a homeschool environment. Is it easier to be more biblical with homeschooling? Yeah, I would say so because you're getting to choose. You have that freedom to choose your curriculum, you know, and and just where you want to allot your time. Like my mom made time that time every day for the you know, reading the word and things, you're just not going to get that at the secular school, obviously. Yeah. So it's definitely easier to, yeah, maintain that lifestyle if you're, if you're just controlling how you spend your time with your kids. And what would you say were the, again, th these are probably questions you weren't too aware of at the time, but you may have had, you know, could maybe look at hindsight. What do you think were the, were the biggest challenges uh, for your family in terms of homeschooling and with because obviously it sounds like it's it's amazing and the fruits there but was there any like challenges was there anything that your mom struggled with or your dad struggled with that you can remember at all or 
I think for my mom, she she was really challenged with trying to homeschool all four of us because we were different ages, you know. Right. We were all a couple of years apart, and so it was a lot for her to try to schedule a whole week of four different grade levels and try to help us all at different grade levels. I think that was definitely challenging. Um, but, yeah, I would say that was that was the biggest thing was just keeping up with that. But homeschooling is also nice because um, – that's fine. No, I think that's amazing, uh, the skill that it takes for somebody to, um, to, to to do that. It's, like, immense. I mean, if you take a typical typical class structure of, like, 30 children all at once and different um, backgrounds, different uh, stories, different uh, levels of um, ability, and for somebody who's trained in teaching to be able to do that is, like, an amazing, an amazing thing. So to do that in that context of, like you say, four children in uh in a in that environment to be able to like do that and your mom wasn't even a you know wasn't trained to be a teacher i think mm-hmm. that's that's an incredible thing um was there any what, what was what was pop what was pop saying during this time was he in in and around was he just going off to do work and then coming back in and checking in or did he have any sort of input or say in this at all from from my perspective as, as you know potential father like what, what was his role in it yeah um it was mainly my mom that did the homeschooling, you know, because my dad was always working all the time. So um, extremely thankful to him for, you know, providing for us to be in that situation is huge, I think. So I'm forever grateful to all to him for all the hard work he put in for us to have that sort of upbringing. Um, but sometimes <laughs> on the subjects like He's real good with math and science and things like that. So occasionally we would come to him with questions. My mom would be like, yeah, ask your dad later. <laughs> you know? So um, occasionally we would go to him for some help, but mainly my mom did the homeschooling. Okay, cool. Um, were there any other sort of challenges or anything difficult that you remember from those days? Or was it generally quite comfortable and an and easy process for you? For me, I was just really happy with homeschooling. I was I was happy with my siblings. I was comfortable with the work. Um, you know, with homeschooling, you can kind of take more time on things that you're struggling with, which is great. You can take more time on things that are interesting to you. Um, and so just being in that learning environment where you can really have that flexibility was just really comfortable learning. Um, so I was happy with it, and... Um, yeah. Cool. Um, you, you've mentioned a couple of times with regards to, um, you know, being identified to be able to, to, um, you know, work to your strengths. And I think part of the, part of the issue that I have with the uh, public school system is that it's, it's systematic and it's, it's almost like designed to get from a child from A to B in terms of, right, you qualify for this. Mm-hmm. You, you get graded in that and then you can go to this university and then and and no disrespect to, to that at all because I, I think there is value and merit within within that system because not all systems are you know completely evil or whatever but um, the the thing that I think lacks within the school system that I've seen <coughs> in the past 20 years is uh, it's disingenuous to the individual's needs skill set. So, like, I'm, I'm of a, a traditional uh, mindset where 
if I see a, a, a child's good with his hands and my man can knock up a shelf, it's like, right, get in the workshop, <laughs> get you get you hot on that, and we're going to turn you into like a master mm-hmm. trade or whatever. Or it could be my man's really good with numbers. Okay, you can do the accounts or computing or, you know, not to negate the, the validity of, of things that are on offer within the secular school, right. but a, a, a mother or a father who's who's spending time with their children day in day out surely like can like identify those those skill sets and say look i really think you're going to be amazing at this let's focus on that and 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 get you to where you want to be now with that being said getting to where you want to be am i right in thinking that you're looking to getting into teaching yourself yes right okay so tell me more how did that come about what was where did that aspiration come from is this a new thing or is this what you found yourself kind of looking at um yeah it's kind of ironic that (laughs) i was (laughs) homeschooled and and uh, never stepped foot in an elementary school and now i'm an elementary school teacher um so yeah i just uh how it came about was i guess i I had no idea what I wanted to do in college growing up, but um, when I was, let's see, when I was about 16, I had this, um, there was this little girl, a little like first grade girl at my fellowship. They had just joined and me and her just like clicked like so easy and um, her mom just ended up bringing her to my house all the time, just leaving her with me and I I just loved spending time with her and so the more time I spent with this little girl um I just enjoyed our conversations and and you know I'd end up like kind of teaching her stuff just casually you know um I liked asking her about school because she went to public school and I just really enjoyed time with this little girl and I just really clicked with her so um my mom suggested one day she was like hey, you could, you know, that's a job, you know, you could, <laughs> you could do that all the time, you could be an elementary teacher, um, and so I was like, wow, yeah, I could, that, that's, that's an option, so, um, so even though I wasn't familiar with public school or anything like that at that point, I mean, it just appealed to me, I just enjoyed bonding with her, and I realized, yeah, I could, I could do this all the time, and so, um, couple years later I enrolled in my college for some education courses and just got to work with kids going to public schools and um, spend time actually tutoring them and, and working with them and kind of familiarizing myself with an actual public school because it was new how, to me strangely how, what was your first impressions how did how was that for you oh it was just you know it was just interesting that I felt like I felt kind of dumb if I'm honest because like everybody's gone to public elementary school. So there was just like the most basic things that I was unfamiliar with, you know, about the functioning of a elementary school. So it was, it was a lot to learn, but I really enjoyed working with the kids and just kind of confirmed it for me. So, um, so yeah, now I, I'm, I actually have a job for the coming school year. It'll be my first year as a public school teacher. So I'm excited for it. That's amazing. And, I think um, one of the facets that I love about that is that obviously we're um, we're we're prepped and we're trained to go out and to be salt in the earth and to be light into the world, mm-hmm. and um, you've got that opportunity to go into the public sector, into the secular world where um, people may have no experience of God, 
They have no experience of Jesus. They have no experience of, of, of the Bible. And it, again, it's not necessarily a case where I'm sure you're going to be stood at the front of the class evangelizing, but um, <laughs> the, the principle being that you can take you know, that light into, into ultimately uh, potentially a, a dark environment um, is, uh, is a really, um, it just reminds, I think there's an old film called Dangerous Minds with Michelle Pfeiffer where she goes into like an inner city school and it's like full of like gangsters and <laughs> she's just like ends up just ruling the roof. So <laughs> not to worry that, that you'll be uh, uh, doing the same, but um, no, I think that's really cool that you, that you could potentially um, be doing that, which I'm sure many of us are familiar with that scenario going off into the work, working world, whatever our vocation and um, walking the gospel out and walking out what it means to be a, a disciple of Jesus. So is that something you, you've, you, you're at all aware of or, or carry, or is, is that just, you just you just got your eyes on, on, on getting out there and learning your job? No, it's, it's definitely something on my mind because, um, you know, God willing, if I have children one day, I would like, I would personally like to homeschool because I see advantages in it and I enjoyed being homeschooled myself. So, um that is my plan for if I have children, but for myself right now, I think we definitely need good teachers. We need people there for the kids. Um, I've considered like Christian schools and things like that to go teach for it as well, but I think I just feel drawn to go to the public schools because, you know, these kids, they're not all, I feel like in a, in a Christian home, you, you have a a pretty solid foundation just by the fact that you're surrounded by that kind of community. But in the public school, it's just anybody and everybody. And um, there's a lot of struggling kids in there. There's a lot of kids that, um, you know, maybe um, they just are missing out on, on potentially missing out on people that are really there for them and listening to them and meeting their needs and so my heart is just kind of there for those kids. And um, I think that's the main reason I wanted to be a teacher is because I see that in these kids and I just want to be that person for them. And so, yeah. <laughs> that's beautiful. And is, is there anything um, that you've seen so far that's obviously that could potentially be contradictory to the faith or anything you've had to sort of swallow and just get on with so far? Because obviously it's, it's well documented in terms of um, uh, programming and agendas that are prevalent within the school system, um, which we all know about. But it, is there anything that you've kind of seen already and you're a bit like, oh, crikey, here we go? Yeah. Um, the good thing about working with the public school is that it's, it's welcoming to anybody and everybody. And so I kind of have, I kind of have freedom to just believe how I want. Although I can't share that with kids, obviously, I have to really close that off, which is difficult. Um, I do, I do foresee some challenges with um, the curriculum because obviously, in a public school, they they're not going to teach creation. You know, it's um, it's a lot of evolution based science and and things like that. And so I do feel some pressures with that, but I think there's ways to, I think there's ways to avoid it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'll do my best with that. And, um, yeah, so definitely, definitely some, um, 
challenges with that. But for the most part, I think I think it'll be fine. It's, it's really interesting when you get into, um, I think, potentially, again, I'm just pointing to my own personal experience in terms of being in a, you know, like a corporate environment. And you get those challenges where it could be an initiative, it could be a celebration, it could be any one of those things that we find within the world that are contradictory to the faith. Um, it, it brings out, a, for me, I think it brings out a different side of the gospel. I think it brings out a... Um, a different area in our faith in terms of how are we walking out the Torah? Like, how are we uh, producing fruits without, like, articulating them? So it's like, I could sit there with a friend or uh, a colleague and say, well, this is Yeshua, he came and he died for your sins, and da-da-da-da-da. And um, that's that's great. Like, that's that's that's. Br- I would love to have that opportunity. But when your hands are tied in that environment, mm-hmm. it's like, man, right, so what does that mean? I've got to be reliable i've got to be trustworthy i've got to be all of the like the the fruits that Mm -hmm. you've got have all of the characteristics of yeshua without actually directly saying yeah and then um you're kind of sitting there patiently waiting for that invitation whether it's like you know a colleague who says oh do you want to go do you want to go for some lunch or i've noticed that you don't work on a saturday and the questions start coming to you so I, i think there's great hope in that and um is that something again where, that you've been aware of, or or you'll just sort of find out as you, as, as you go, like a yeah, a different element to to witnessing to people. Yeah, I think I think at any time it's you know our actions speak louder than words. So I think um, even though I'm in the public school and I can't voice those things about the gospel or about my beliefs or anything like that, um, I can definitely still walk things out and. Um, you know, for children, it's they just need to learn those basic principles of, you know, being kind to others and sharing and um, treating treating someone else as you would want to be treated, treating people with respect and things like that. So I think um, I can definitely walk that out and be a good example to kids, and they can enjoy the fruits of that and and um, you know take on those kind of behaviors. Um, without me you know preaching the gospel to them (laughs) yeah yeah um no that's amazing Uh, again i guess the element for you is that you you'll you'll be working with younger children so it's it's more about the actions than Mm -hmm. than what you're telling them because uh yeah they're not going to be aware of the source of that morality are they but you know i think it's amazing that you can provide that because you know lord knows i would have experienced the same thing without realizing whether it'd be a teacher or a mentor or somebody older than me within that system that was uh showing me love or or showing me the um uh, the compassion that i needed at, at that age so i think that's amazing now w- with respects to um your experiences again because i don't know what your experiences being homeschooled do you think it's going to affect or, or w- would there be anything that you experience within that environment that you'll take to um, take to teaching within schools? I think something really important to me was the family time. And so um, I think when I'm working with my students, I want to make sure they have that when they go home. 
Um, so not <laughs> not sending homework and things like that that are going to take all their time when they go home. I just want to spend the time that I have with them when I've got them and send them home so that they can have that time with their family because I think that's one of the main advantages that homeschooling has over public schooling is just like how much time with, with family kids lose when they're going to public school and having things in the evening. I just want to free it up for them as much as possible. Mm. And, and again, I think it's that actual desire of the fruits. That's the fruits of your loins, isn't it? It's like the what you're investing into your family and what you're putting into your family, you're going to be reaping the fruit of that. So you have that desire um, to, to want to be like literally with your family, to be in close proximity uh, uh, with, with, with your loved ones. And unfortunately within the world, those that don't have Messiah and a lot that do actually find that kind of proximity to the family maybe um, a, a difficult thing uh, a difficult thing to have so I think it's amazing how you know your folks have cultivated that desire to to be a unit and to to, to be together I think it's a it's a beautiful thing um, amazing so would you would you say that there is um, would you agree that there is uh, an agenda uh, within public school system to like maybe take them away from more godly principles i know that's a generalization but overall like yeah. would you would you would you feel hesitant to put your children in a public school system yourself i would um i think it's just a result of like, since the USA, I'm speaking for the USA. You yeah, know, the, whole, the whole USA, <laughs> yeah, by all means. <laughs> since the USA, um, you know, kind of says that it's based on the whole ideal of every, of representing everyone and everything and promoting anything and everything, um, the public schools have to be that way, too. Um, since they're funded by the government, they have to show that they're promoting anything and everything. Um, and welcoming everybody. So I think naturally in a world where people, you know, generally are not concerned with the ways of God or living in accordance with his word, naturally it's like um, it's going to be a different environment than what you're wanting for your kids if you're trying to raise them in accordance with the word. Um, so that being said, I don't think, I don't think necessarily these people these teachers and these people in the public school have malicious intent against kids. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't think they have malicious intent to like steer these kids wrong. It's just that from their perspective, um, you know, they should be welcoming everything and everybody. And, and, and so all the, anything goes basically. Um, um, so I don't think, I don't know, maybe there's not an agenda. I just think it's just naturally going to happen. Like, we're in the world, the public school is is representing the whole world of anything. Right. And so, you're just, like, if the kid's in there, they're just going to hear everything and see everything, and you can't really put, like, a limit on that when it's supposed to represent the whole world. Does that make sense? No, that, that makes perfect sense. And I, th I think that's, um, you know... In the Bible, it says we wrestle against, not against flesh and blood, against 
principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. Mm -hmm. So that um, level of construction of an agenda, as it were, it's it's beyond like human calculation. So if in a secular secular world, those that don't have Messiah are, are under a form of deception, they are deceived. They don't have the truth. Um, we can't hold them to the same standard if if you do have the truth. So I think what you're saying there, it gives a great balance to, um, you know, those that go into these institutions with the right heart, the right intent. They've worked hard. They want to help. They want to educate. Um, they don't go in. They may not go in necessarily thinking, well, I want to deceive all the children and take them to hell. Do you know what I mean? It's like uh, it yeah. do, it doesn't work like that. So again, I, I think it's it's it really important to have that balance of right yeah surely there there are some satanic things that are going on within the school system but you could say that for any system within the world but then how do we as believers then take a, a, a an approach where we're actually um do you know what we're doing this out of love we're doing this out of joy we're doing this out of peace we're doing this out of a, a biblical framework that the lord's given us in order to, to to train our children properly to raise them in the way and to be to be light within the world so i think that's a really important uh, point you make there um do you do you think that there's a possibility that there is a uh an increase in an uptake of of um people homeschooling um within the body so yeah uh, are there going to be more believers in this time maybe maybe off the back of like we said a, a sort of negative reaction to to bad things happening within the secular school system or if there's just a move of the lord to say look i, I want you to be taking more of an ownership when it comes to your children how many christians at the moment are handing their children over to babylon and then going oh i don't know why my child's not following the why he's for it's like what, what you're expecting but if we're living in accordance to the torah we're teaching and raising them in in the correct way and I'm not saying there isn't there's no way is there a perfect formula like I'm not even a parent myself so I'm no way near qualified to, to speak on this in that sense but is there gonna do you do you think that there could potentially be more of a um a hands-on approach within the body in terms of homeschooling and taking ownership of, of education again you're speaking for the whole of America so don't don't worry <laughs> um I I can't I don't know like statistics or anything on it so I I feel like I can't really comment too much on it but it wouldn't surprise me because um you know um yeah I actually really don't know <laughs> No I I <laughs> I don't I, feel like I can answer No that this is this is again this is why um this is a really important conversation to have because like I'm new to this you've experienced it and I think we'd probably be um, representing a lot of different people within the body at this point in time. I've been in a quandary personally in terms of what would I like to do. Overall, I'd love to homeschool if I was given the uh, opportunity to, to, to do so. I would prefer to homeschool my children. But at the same time, I respect uh, an individual's decision to, to make whatever decision they, they want to they make. I can see collectively over overall that there is an increase of homeschooling uh, for so many reasons, and uh, what are our reasons as, as a believer? Is it because we're we're fearful? Is it because we're worried, or is it because we're um, you know, we're we're taking more of an ownership? So, yeah, I, like I said, I, I want to encourage people out there who are listening to to take 
the responsibility to research this out. There's a, there's a massive history with regards to homeschooling. Um, and again, I'm no expert and I've only touched on it slightly, but if you look in, in from the 60s onwards, a lot of the proponents for homeschooling, the, a lot of the, the trailblazers in terms of setting up the legislation and the law and the legalities of being able to do it, were secular, were atheists, had, had a different vision. But then the evangelical Christian side managed to kind of interweave in it. And that's why today it's, it's, um, it's so interweaved, the, the, the Christian uh, and religious prerogative, with the um, with the secular move of, of coming out of uh, out of that system, so I think part of this conversation is great that we don't have all the answers. It's great that we don't have all the statistics because I think we need to learn like w- what it takes and um, and what we need to be preparing that. So yeah, don't by any any stretch like worry that you haven't haven't got all the answers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I I really don't. Um, I think there are some. I think there are some some concerns that are growing for people. I know, like, like I said, I don't know a lot, but I remember reading an article a while back that one of the states was, um, had, like, a new sex education, and it was for really, really young kids. Mm. And it was, like, really in-depth and really graphic and just, frankly, really inappropriate. Like, not even sex education. It was almost porn on a page and it was just like the kids have no business reading that who wrote this like what are they thinking putting this in in a school and so um things like that like you just wouldn't have heard of that you know 20 years ago being in a school and so you know I think there are some things that are going to start driving people away more and more if they keep up that that sort of thing um but yeah overall I can't yeah I can't comment too much on it (laughs) I mean, I, I probably could. <laughs> I could probably. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's. I think it's clear to say clear to say that, that there are, um, like you touched on with regards to sex education, there's there's a clear distortion going on in terms of. Um, let, let's just get into it. The science, biology, mm-hmm. X Y chromosomes, X X chromosomes, male female, God's yeah. divine order, which was prevalent and was the the foundation to the schooling system. So as a as a child, like I was taught those things within biology. Yeah. As a child, we 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 said a prayer before we ate our meal at lunchtime, and um, there was more of a biblical framework to even a a, a secular system. Yeah. Praise God for that, because that was the only bit of God that I was receiving at that time. And again, if we get back into a modern context, now this is, and I'm just riffing here because this is just how I feel. <laughs> If you look at the advent of technology, if we look at the age of information, if we look at the um, the explosion of, um, let's just say, uh, sexual depravity, uh, let's just say mental illness, access to excess, if we look at the distortion of uh, basic human creation through the eyes of God, children are confused. They don't know if they're a boy or a girl. They don't know if they're coming or going. And a lot of this is not only being propagated, but it's being supported and facilitated by the school system. Yeah. And again, this isn't me like, I, I'm not I'm not having a go at, at individuals, but I'm saying when there's children involved, nah, I, I, I can't. I think we've got a, a service to provide as, as believers to, again, this isn't, this isn't about finger pointing. This is about we do what we do. Mm-hmm. We do it from a place of love because we're following Yah. 
And then if the outsiders see it, if the nation see that and recognize it and want to come to the truth, we're there, we're ready, we're waiting. So that's, I'm just going to get off my soapbox. (laughs) But I think when you, when you're talking about children and obviously you're very passionate about children, um, I think it's despicable. I think it's disgusting. And I think what's happening, like you said, people will naturally turn away from it and and ultimately come, come to God a bit more. At that point, it does, it does feel like a more social agenda than education. You know, when they take science that route, it's like, it does make it feel like the school does have an agenda to just make it almost make kids think a certain way about society. And, you know, those, those things you were talking about, um, about the X chromosome and Y chromosome, you know, obviously what we're talking about is sex education being opened up to transgender and, and, you know, non-binary and all those sorts of like terms that are getting thrown around. It's like that's that's just not it's not proper science to tell people that there's no gender and things like that. It's like there clearly is, and so when you're empowering schools to just give that sort of education to kids as fact, it's like it does feel more like a social agenda at that point. So yeah. it is concerning for parents who are believers. Definitely, and and again, do 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 we want to be putting our children through the fire? You know, and, and expecting a result that's contrary to, 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 to biblical belief. Um, again, the nations do what the nations do, but I think us as a set, up, set apart called our believers, we, mm-hmm. we're, we're on a different, um, different page. You know, you can look at the explosion of... Uh, again, I, I didn't anticipate going into this area, but if we, if we look at, like, big pharma, at pharmaceuticals, mental health the distribution of, of, of harmful products to children. They're targeting children and, and young adults mm. um, with some really dangerous um, uh, really dangerous uh, things, which we don't know what the results are going to be generationally. You know, yeah. it's a really scary... It's actually... It's a scary time in terms of what we're going to see the result of in terms of this generation and, and what they're receiving. They've got access to excess, as I've said. They're being pumped full of chemicals and drugs. They're being pumped full of of nonsense um, that's contradictory to, to, to creation and to science. And um, I think we might, do, do we then have like a bit of a responsibility to say like to, to, to you know, just do what we do and say, no, I, I can't, I can't mm-hmm. sign, I can't co-sign this. This is, this is actually madness. Like this is, this is yeah. terrible. Um, I think we definitely do as believing parents have that responsibility because like I was referring to the Shema earlier, it's like we're we're told to teach the word diligently to our children. Well, how is that possible if you're sending them to an institution every day where they're going to spend most of their time being taught not only not in accordance with the word of God, but directly against it? Mm. You know, how are you going to raise children that way, the way you want? So it is, it, I think we do have a responsibility. And, you know... You also talked earlier about being light to the world, you know, salt of the earth, that sort of thing. I wouldn't go so far as to say you should just shelter your kids from the world entirely. You know, they need to know they're yeah, <laughs> they're gonna yeah, live right, their lives right. in the world. Like you can't you can't protect them forever. So I, I think you do need to allow your family to be a light to the world. But we do at the same time we do have responsibility with um, what we're letting our kids absorb 
for that much of their life, you know. Like, kids are just sponges. They're just so impressionable. And um, you got to be careful what they are just absorbing all day, every day. With uh, with that being said, um, you touched on about sheltering your children now. Like you said, I, I would have the desire to raise my children in a certain way. Um, but I think one of my concerns, potentially, is is when a child has been protected and sheltered to the to the degree that um, if we if we go to the age of accountability where you know we can raise them in the way, but ultimately when we give our children to the Lord and they have to uh, accept Yeshua as Messiah on their own account to be baptized by the Holy Spirit, not because mummy and daddy had told them to. My my fear is the the the, the prodigal principle. You know, if, if I shelter my child too much or if I don't um, teach them correctly, um, are they just going to go mad off the rails like when they get to a certain age? Um, h- how do I find that balance as a, as a potential parent? And I'm sure I'm speaking for other parents out there uh, who are believers. How, can you can you describe maybe a, a balance of or, or what your experience was of like, Oh, okay. There's a there's another world going on outside of what I've been taught and raised. So, for me, it's like I want to say to my children, right? This is this is what we believe. This is what we do. This is who we follow. This is what they believe. This is what goes on here. And I'm going to prepare you, and I'm going to get you ready for for, for what what's going to take place in your adult life. Was that something that was a factor growing up for yourself at all? That your mum and dad were aware of? Yeah, I mean, we would. We would have discussions in the house. We would watch the news, and and we would be out in the world doing things too. But, um, but yeah, we I, we would have discussions about things going on in the outside world. So it's not like we were like completely sheltered to all these things. I think that is important to do with your kids because, like we said earlier, you can't just shelter them from all of it forever. Um, I would say most of most of that happened once each of us went to. Um, we each went to high school, public high school for a little bit, and then we all went to college. So mostly it was like getting out into education eventually. Um, but before that, like as kids, we would definitely talk about things. So Yeah, it wasn't like, you see, like in my little uh, weird, weird head, I've got this vision of like these sort of <laughs> children tilling the soil and like playing with rocks and, and, and not seeing another soul for miles. Like <laughs> that, that's just that's just an insight into my weird head. But um, but the reality is now, like you say, you, you've got a way in which you can prepare your children and yeah. and get them ready for it. Because that's, that's 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 to be honest, that's one of my fears. Is like, man, like I'm still walking the walk with the Lord myself, and I'm learning. Like, how can I then teach others and and get them ready and prepared for? <clears throat> uh, like I said before, this is a really interesting time in terms of the precipice that we we sit on, not only as as a as believers, but just in the world in general in terms of the effect of all, the, all these things that we're saying. So, um, yeah, I think it's really important that we, we have these conversations to say, like, how, how are we going to deal with this, you know? Th- this stuff isn't going anywhere, you know? It's probably going to get worse. Mm-hmm. But how, you know, we aren't to be fearful about this. We're, we're to sort of take this opportunity and, and, and represent in the best way possible. Um, with, with that, because I, I wouldn't mind focusing on you know, what, what, do, what does it look like? What does it take in terms of having a, a good framework um, for, for homeschooling? So if you had any uh, 
recommendations or encouragements or how would you how would you um how would you describe what it looks like you know you're talking about a, a uh, you need to be financially stable you know is there is there a sort of way in which it works which be advantageous do you think so i'll give you an example if we look at the average uh, family um, that homeschools and i think this is in the states 70 percent of them are above the poverty line um, most of them are white and most of them are comfortable so for me it's like there, there almost needs to be a degree of like functionality within within the family environment for, for it to be successful. So, in your experience, do you, would you say that you know having your dad working, providing, having your your mum doing what she does, like that's that's like a really important groundwork to to what you wanted to do? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's tricky with the financial situation, like we were obviously really blessed to be in that situation where my dad could work. He had plenty of work coming in and it was enough for (laughs) all five of the rest of us to be at home, just focusing on, you know, my mom developing us and and everything. Um, I know not everybody can homeschool. It's just not an option for everybody. Um, You know, sometimes both parents have to work or if you're a single parent or, or whatnot, you know, there's all kinds of different family situations. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a tricky one. I think there's still, I, I think even if you, you can't afford to have your kids homeschooled, there's still, there's still ways to um, have that family-centered life, even if your kids are going to public school. I think, you know, you don't need to freak out and, and get scared, <laughs> like, that your kids aren't going to be homeschooled. Like, it's fine. It's going to be fine. You just need to make sure you're prioritizing family time and you're prioritizing some time in the word and prayer and setting that example to them. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I really like that. I really love that because I, d- I don't know whether it's symptomatic of the sort of Torah community where we have this fear of like, oh, if I send my child to school, they're going to come back wearing rainbow bracelets and mm-hmm. doing all, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, but I think from what you're saying, yeah, if if we're doing the best that we can uh, with what we have, then the Lord will will reward that. I think is is there a potential that like what your mum did was a massive leap of faith, like she stepped out like in a big way, and the Lord wants us to prosper, to be fruitful, and to multiply, and to to have families, and to 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 do all that. So it it for me, I, I could be wrong, but it sounds like your mum had a massive leap of faith, and so did your dad. And uh, he he sort of rewards that by being able to provide that framework, you know. Because because I I worry I was like oh, I can just about pay my bills and I can I can live I can feed myself but wow like feeding a couple of people and doing all the rest of it like it's quite a it's quite a weighty matter. So I think what you said there's like really encouraging to those out there, whether it's a yeah. single parent or or whatever. It's it's that's really cool. Yeah. Um. Brilliant. Um. I'm just trying to think where else uh, where else I wanted to go with this. Um, we've covered agendas. We've covered um, <laughs> what else? Uh, we've covered uh, the, what we would need in order to be successful in that area. Um, not being worried if you don't have the the, the nece- necessary credentials that you think you would need. Um, 
wo, wo, ähm, What, what encouragement would you give to to those that are looking to homeschool overall? Would you say like double thumbs up, go for it, have have a good time, or, or, or you know, is it something <laughs> you recommend or or cautionary? What, what, what do you reckon? I think you don't need to feel pressure about not being an official teacher or or feeling like you don't know what you're doing or where to start or is it going to be too much. You know, you know your child. You're going to know their needs. You know what? I think you'll fall into place with it. There's tons of there's tons of materials online. Um, lots of people who blog about it. You can get on there and get different ideas. You can make friends with other homeschooling moms. It's it's like huge. So um, once you get your curriculum going, like it just kind of takes care of itself. You have something to follow. You're not just making something up every day. Um, the materials will take care of it a lot for you. Um, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about not being an expert on it. I'd say just go for it. You'll, f you'll figure it out along the way. There's a lot of people and a lot of materials to help you out. Um, and it's going to be worth it. I think it's going to be worth it. Um, and you know, like the, another nice thing about homeschooling is if you need a day to chill, if you need a day to catch up or, um, get yourself together like just take it like take a break and and meet your needs get up and do it the next day it'll be fine um but yeah and how do your siblings feel about it were they um uh are they of a similar mindset to you is it something do you think they would carry on with and that they're grateful for and that they're happy that they they did oh yeah definitely definitely all my siblings and i would would um want to homeschool our children if we if we could do that <laughs> and, and you know I said at the top like how we establish and uh, this goes back to the to the podcast we did with Ollie and we, we were talking about uh, vision and uh, and again I'm sure you're experiencing this with, with Jackie and we don't have to go too personal or anything but that conversation that you have with a prospective spouse it's mm -hmm. like how do you see like family life how do you see marriage how do you see the logistics of raising children what, what's that going to look like uh what, what's your vision vision your hope and your expectation for for what that looks like and uh, again you don't have to go into to, to to any deep detail but is that something you've you've had discussions with jack in terms of like oh this is what i had and this is what i'd like to do and he said well this is what i is, is that has that been part of the conversation at all yeah we've discussed it a little bit i think um for myself I definitely would like to homeschool and he, he would like to he was public schooled obviously so we had different experiences ourselves but um I think he's definitely in favor of it because we don't like what we see with the public school <laughs> so um especially with uh, me being you know with me being a qualified teacher at this point it's like I feel confident with if I had children, I feel confident about teaching my own kids. And so I'm sure that's kind of um, <laughs> maybe that with me being a qualified teacher, it maybe makes him feel better about the idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely a bit more confident. Um, but yeah, I think we've, we've talked about it. Like if we could financially, that would be ideal. But of course, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> this is, this is uh, another element in which, uh, which I, I love. Now, um, we had the pleasure of attending Andy and Kat's wedding uh, last week. Shout out Andy and Kat. Beautiful.
beautiful day. Um, <laughs> it was stunning. And as I'm looking around uh, the, the venue, I'm seeing like uh, different different people's skills within the fellowship come to the fore in a, in a, it, to enable the day to happen. So we had, uh, you know, the music covered, photography was covered, the ceremony was covered, and it was all in-house. Mm-hmm. Now, if you take that principle in terms of what um, I believe many churches and many fellowships try to build is that community um, that community um, uh, flexibility, not only could we be looking potentially at um, raising our own children and, and teaching our own children, homeschooling, but can we facilitate like potentially a wider uh, setup? And I'm, I'm not talking about like we're going to set up like a Torah school or whatever, <laughs> but if there, are, if there are certain skills within the, the fellowship, so my man's a doctor, or my man's a lawyer, my man's got teaching skills. I think there's a possibility where we can have it a bit more in-house. And I'm not talking about, you know, cultish. I'm, I'm talking <laughs> about, like, legitimate, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Do you think that's a possibility in the future as well? Like, Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I know several people that have come together, not in a creepy way at all, <laughs> <laughs> come together to... You know, even just among a few moms, like, that want to homeschool their kids, but they want to support each other. You know, I've seen that situation where they'll kind of split up the subjects and even go to each other's houses and, and things like that, you know, right. just make it work. Um, it brings more of the, the social interaction for the kids, too, which I think is great. Um, but, yeah, I've actually thought about this a lot, um, uh, that one day I think that would actually be really, really cool. I'm not saying I'm going to do it for sure, but... It's definitely crossed my mind about, um, you know, setting up a situation where I could school other people's children if they if they don't want them in the system, but they don't feel confident about teaching them themselves. I think it would be really fun to sort of coordinate a little group to um, to homeschool. Yeah, I think um, fun being a byproduct, but I think actually massively essential could be another. When I think of the potential of, because learning is amazing, education is amazing. Like it's it's a gift from God to be able to to learn, to create, and to grow. So if we can actually take hold of these principles of science and maths and English, and we then um, we then have that uh, biblical backdrop to how we're teaching our children, that's like that's an amazing prospect. <laughs> So again, we're already being shifted out of this kind of mindset of like evil, secular, satanic. It's like, no, we've just got this really good thing going on over here where we're able to teach children like really cool stuff in a really great way. And uh, again, that's where like just having this conversation, I can derive a lot of hope and a lot of excitement about, you know, people like yourself and who knows however how many other um, people men and women out there have that same aspiration who knows like we could be on the cusp of again because i know i've been saying like we're on a we're on a precipice of a lot of negative stuff but what if we're on a massive like move of the spirit to say like we're going to be raising some really incredible children in 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 the lord like uh, some amazing seeds are being sown like for future generations for for the kingdom to to expand and to, to to receive yeshua which Again, is that not like the ultimate goal of raising children mm-hmm. is to like further the gospel? Like that must be it. So <laughs> I love that. I think that's that's like that's it, that's the potential is is in, is incredible. 
And um, like yourself, I've seen a microsm of that within the fellowship as well. Obviously, we've got baby Jonah. Shout out baby Jonah. (laughs) Um, And Bex, when she, you know, first had him and you could see like the women coming together and like, right, I'll take him here and then we'll have him here. And this coordination within the group, it was like, and I'm new to a church environment as well. So so to see that in action was just like, that's so cool. That's so cool. And that doesn't mean to say that within the world, like they're devoid of that sort of thing because you yeah. know it takes a community to raise a child and I, I'm very well aware of that but if we can have that that biblical backdrop that that godly principle to, to how we're raising our children man like that's something to get really excited about so <laughs> praise you to that um brilliant any anything to add add to that at all or no, no? um <laughs> brilliant so um again this is a conversation that this is is, is going to, I think, will we'll go on um, in terms of the different perspectives that we and the challenges that we face as a body in terms of how we how we grip this subject. Uh, and again, like we, we don't have the answers, not all of the answers. Um, so I think it's great to, to be having these conversations. Um, I really I really I really would encourage those to have a, a research into the history of homeschooling, how we got to the point of where we are today, um, and uh, see how we how we fit within that narrative. Um, I think for, for for the most part, like uh, I just want to encourage people out there to have like a positive, um, um, a positive outlook in terms of the heart for why 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 you would choose to do this. Um, and I, I think uh, it's been great to hear your side of the story in terms of what you experienced and how you were raised within that um, uh, within that environment. And I, I still think it's mad how like you you ha- you wouldn't have known any different. Like you just <laughs> went straight into it, and I wouldn't have known any different either. Because growing up, the only um, children I knew that were homeschooled were, were those who were like learning difficulties. So dis- you know, if you're dyslexic or you have behavioural difficulties. It was like you may be homeschooled, and that was considered like, wow, like that's 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 a that's a that's a really mad thing to do. But now, as I, I feel, I, I go cro- grow closer to the word, and I get to understand more about the way uh, Yah works. I think He's a God of choice, and He gives us the freedom to make decisions and the freedom to 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 raise the children in the way that uh, we see in the scriptures and. You know, like I said, there's a lot of doom and gloom. There's a lot of uh, bad narratives. There's there's vaccines. There's there's jabs. There's there's LGBT. All of that. I, I get it. But for the most part, it's like we need to be embracing what what, what we have at our disposal. And um, I just hope and I pray that this could be um, an encouragement to to any anyone out there. Um, any final words? Any encouragement? Any final thoughts for for for, for any anyone watching? No, that's about <laughs> it. That's a wrap. Um, brilliant. So, um, again, thank you uh, all for joining us. Um, there's no way that we've covered everything. There's probably loads of things that I've missed. If there's anything that you've uh, experienced yourself um, in terms of homeschooling and all of the tropes around it, any feedback, anything that we've discussed that um, you may think is right or wrong, any insights that you have, I, I genuinely welcome you to to get on uh, the comments um, we read them, we go through them, and there will be future um, episodes on this subject. This is the first one. And so any insights, any uh, areas that you feel that like we could look into, um, please let us know. Um, in the meantime, um, 
This has been The Upper Room. Again, like, share, subscribe, do all that jazz. Um, really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for all the feedback from the last podcast with Jackie. Um, some really touching comments. It was That was really cool. Um, but yeah, uh, from our house to yours, uh, shalom. Uh, shalom. Thank you for being here. Thank you. <laughs>